Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right. Welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 37, and it's titled, Your Sexual Satisfaction is Your Own Responsibility. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, we had guests on, Rano and Sierra, and they were talking about sort of what they do, the games that they use to sort of spark the passion and get going. And so we thought it would be such a great follow-up to that episode to talk about, you know, how your own satisfaction uh, in your sexual relationship really is your own responsibility. Because I think too many times... People put it on the other person. Oh, they weren't in the mood, or they didn't do this, or they didn't give me that. And the reality is, is everything is an inside job. It absolutely is. And, um, you know, I've been in relationship where partners took responsibility, and I've been in relationship where partners put it on me. And I have to say that the relationships where they put it on me have ended. <laughs> it's not you, Kevin. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know what I realized in retrospect when I was analyzing the relationship and you know what worked, what didn't work, is that all the times that I heard about like, oh, you didn't uh, do this or you didn't show up or that wasn't enough, that wasn't there, like it undermined my desire, my love for my partner. And I think ultimately it's those little things that also made the relationship end. One of them. <laughs> Obviously, they weren't the perfect match because it wasn't Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so, the, you know, the, there's a larger discussion around all of this, which is the fact that everything in your life is an inside job, right? Mm-hmm. So everything from how your career is going to your relationships to your family life, like everything comes from within you, how you view the world, how you react to the world, how you make do with the circumstances that are presented to you. And, you know, the goal of our show isn't, you know, to really go there about all of life, but how can we use those same ideas when it comes to our sexual relationship? So most people think that it's the other's responsibility to get them to have an orgasm or to get them stimulated and or to be in the mood, you know. And without that, they just can't go anywhere. And if she or he isn't in the mood, then it can't happen or sex can't be good. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously this is a, one of the big themes that we teach is, you know, how you're really responsible yourself for moving the energy, getting in the mood and doing all of that. But, you know, again, this is the love lab, right? (laughs) So this is where we're experimenting and we're trying all this stuff out on ourselves. And Celine, you have the perfect story from our own relationship to illustrate this point. (laughs) So it was a few weeks ago, and that's really how we started having the idea for this episode, because we decided to, or shall I say, I decided to make love. And it was pretty late in the evening and Kevin was really, really tired. And I was like, it doesn't matter. I want to make love. This is happening. And so I'm like climbing on top of him and I want to be like getting ready to ride him. And what I'm noticing is he's really tired. 
and I'm not getting the feedback that I usually get. So yes, his body is responding and maybe the erection may not be like as spontaneous, but hey, within seconds it's there. So everything's working. What I'm talking about there is more that like sometimes there's a like bounce back and forth of like either bantering or just like playing, touching. There's a give and receive, right? And uh, in that particular scenario, Kevin was pretty much like, like flat. <laughs> well, so let's let's say let's uh, be a little bit more specific. So basically, I was extremely tired. Celine wanted to make love. I was totally up for making love, and I did my husbandly duties. I had was like, okay, yes, absolutely. You were up, yes. It's, <laughs> it's important <laughs> that we connect, that we have a rich sex life, regardless of how tired I might be mm-hmm. or what responsibilities we have in the world. And so we were, you know, there wasn't any problem getting an erection or mm-hmm. getting in the mood per se. But what was different is, is you know, when I'm not exhausted and I've got plenty of energy, there's a, there's an energy that comes across in that lovemaking. There's like, she can feel that like, I just want her and I'm mm-hmm. just, you know, the, the, there's, a, there's an intangible mm-hmm. quality of desire and drive and energy that just isn't always there, or at least isn't there maybe to the same magnitude mm-hmm. when you're really tired. So your desire wasn't able to fuel my arousal like it usually does. And I was noticing that and I thought, I don't care. I'm horny and I want to do this. And I had that switch happening within myself where I went like, I'm just going to move my own energy. So sure, he's like, because we're not having this like dialogue back and forth, then what can I do within myself to move that energy? And that's exactly what happened. And that's what I learned from this experience is, you know, the, the lovemaking was very much different. When you start the lovemaking from you, both of you are super like relaxed, you're both in the mood or you're aroused. It's easier to go from like, okay, you're probably already at a three or four. You're not like flat at a zero. So it's really easy to go to a seven or an eight. Like, you know, let's say if, if 10 is your, is your max and, and you're like into this high level of pleasure and excitement and if one of the partner, let's say I was more at a four or five and he was more like a zero one, then it wasn't as easy to get to a seven because I was kind of the only one carrying the whole thing. But if you let go of the destination or the goal, and I know we're very big on that. We talk a lot about this in many of our shows and videos and courses that we have out there. And if you let go of that goal of where it needs to go, the type of lovemaking where one of the partner might be more tired or could be could be sick that day or whatever that is becomes more i would say healing and yes it may not be the mind blowing like crazy fireworks but in the end my body was alive my body was tingly i felt really good um and i don't know about you kevin how did you feel afterward yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's always great. But so, you know, for any of the women listening, um, you're probably sort of imagining this uh, scenario and thinking about times when you've had lovers where they didn't have a lot of energy or they didn't feel like they were very present. And so you can sort of identify with that. But just in case any men listening can't necessarily identify with that, I wanted to just kind of flip the scenario around for a minute, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. So... Um, 
you know, when you're, when you're like maybe 20, I don't know, maybe younger than that, you know, a lot of young guys are kind of like, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, any hole is a hole and blah, 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 <laughs> and yada, 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 all that bullshit. Right. But that's really not true. You know, so this idea that, hey, as long as you're having sex, it's, it's great. Um, you know, there's good sex and there's bad sex. So from the point of view of good sex, have you as a guy ever made love with a woman who wasn't that into it? And now compare that to making love to a woman who's really into it, really turned on, really wants you. There's a huge energetic difference. Mm-hmm. And another way that I can illustrate that is by talking about um, you know, like pulling, this idea of women pulling on men, right? When a, when a woman is really into it and her energy is really flowing, if she hasn't learned how to control it, you can feel like she's almost pulling the orgasm and ejaculation out. So when we're talking about this sort of idea... That's what we're talking about is the difference between the woman who's not interested and the woman who is. That's the feeling that we're trying to get across here is that there's an intangible energetic quality that sometimes isn't always there when you're tired. And so what we're talking about is how can you create that quality if it's not there to start with? I want to make a distinction here too, Kevin, from a woman who's not in the mood or doesn't want to have sex versus a woman who's just like... I'm exhausted and I can't even move, but I could be open if you did all the work. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, and, and I didn't want to make it sound like, uh, you know, the woman was not. I'm just trying to, uh, talking in, in, in the terms of feeling. Yeah, like, I've got nothing left in me. Yeah, Use exactly. me, but I have nothing to give to you. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> again, if she says no, a no is a no, right? I just want to make sure everybody is on the same page here. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I want to... To, to share with you all listening today is that if you base your sexual activity depending on the libido that you feel, um, then most likely you don't have as much sex as you can have. Because we all go through phases and same with me, like when I push hard, when I, I, I focus my energy on something else, it's harder to be in the mood for sex. And if I just listen to like, oh, I'm just not in the mood, let's let's watch a movie and snuggle instead, um, days or even worse, weeks could go by. But if I go like, well, I don't care whether or not I'm in the mood because this is something that I'm choosing to do, because ultimately, I think at the end of my life, when I'll reflect back on what I've done and who I've done, I would much rather have done my husband rather than uh, watched a lot of movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't think, oh, if only I had watched a hundred extra movies. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but you will regret all of those times that you could have been sharing deeply with yes. your partner. So, you know, the point here again, and we teach this so often, but it just needs to be repeated so many times, is that... Don't wait until you're feeling turned on Mm -hmm. because we all live in this very fast-paced, high-stress time and there's a lot of times when we're really just not in the mood. (laughs) So then, yeah, if you're always waiting until you're in the mood, you might not be in the mood. So what Mm -hmm. we teach is create the mood. Don't wait for it to happen. Exactly. And one big thing too, that it was a big aha we had this this morning and I was like, you can't have your emotions and how you feel be based on what's happening outside of you. And so really being like, so our our title today is your sexual satisfaction is your own responsibility. So now you're taking 
100% responsibility and ownership for everything. You can't choose what happens to you or for you, however you want to word that, but you can choose how you react to it and you can make that your mood is not based on outside circumstances. Exactly. Personal responsibility. The problem with basing everything on outside circumstances is that one, you're always in a reactionary mode Mm -hmm. and two, you're a victim Mm -hmm. because everything is the way it is because something out there that you had no control over happened to you, Mm -hmm. right? That's an extremely disempowering place to be. So So flip that around, (laughs) flip that around and realize that it's up to you to make decisions about how you're going to react to things and what you're going to do next. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about those things. What can you do then since now you're agreeing with us (laughs) that yes, it is your responsibility. What are the things you can do to get to that place of sexual satisfaction? Oh, me, me, me. I have one. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I, you know, I really wanted to make sure that we put this one on the list, and that's ask for what you want. And mm. the reason why is because we see so many people who don't know how to ask for what they want. Mm-hmm. And this is another one where you have a great story to, to <laughs> illustrate this point. Yes. So talking about sex is essential. Like just talking, you need to be able to start to to open up your throat, to just feel more comfortable. And this is why we're having this show because a lot of listeners are just getting a, a lot of value from listening to us. Like the fact that we're able to talk about those things removes the shame, the block and helps you. And that's really our goal about doing this show. Um, and so uh, about, I want to say like my clients last week. So he's been working with me for a few sessions and he's, he's, a, he's a young man in a relationship and he's having ex- issues with erections. And I was a little puzzled because there's nothing really wrong, physically wrong with him. He is a little bit on the lower end of the spectrum of the testosterone for his age. So yes, there's some physical things he could be doing there, but ultimately there's nothing really physiologically wrong with him. And we were doing our session and I started to share with him about the importance of asking for what he wants. And I was like, well, do you, uh, when you are with your girlfriend, you know, do you, do you ask for you to, for her to touch you a certain way, like to, to squeeze your penis a certain way or to hold this body part. And like, and I was like being really graphic and I was like, okay, try this out. How would that be for you? And for him, he started to do that expressing what he wanted. And it was fascinating between, because bit like in seconds he got a response in his body so okay he got hard and for him he was thinking that he wasn't going to be able to get to a place of like having erections without having porn or like so many things really that were in the way but what he realized is that just being able to talk about what he wanted he was able to get in a place where his body got turned on And that's huge. That's huge. And that's something they had never done in their relationship. It's always amazing to me how many people are afraid to ask for what they want. And they do this throughout all of life, but it seems even bigger when it comes to sex Mm -hmm. because they're... They think it, somebody's going to think they're weird mm-hmm. or they shouldn't ask for that or uh, that thing is wrong or bad or dirty. I mean, there's so many reasons why people are afraid. A lot of times they're simply afraid the person's going to say no. Yeah, but that, that's the worst that can happen. They just say no. Yes. It's- and... <laughs> 
<laughs> they could say yes too. <laughs> and we have to we have to realize that all of that stuff is just in our heads, right? Yeah. It's all just our head getting in the way. And if we can let go of that and we can show up with our partner and say, "Hey, you know what would be really amazing? I there's this thing that I love that just drives me crazy. Would you be willing?" Uh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. When you present something, and I think whether you're a, a man or a woman, if you present it that way of like, I've got this idea, I would love this, and you have like this like excitement about it and enjoy. I mean, if your partner loves you and they're physically capable of delivering what you're asking for, they're most likely going to say yes. I mean, it's like, wow, you gave me the manual and you gave me exactly what to do. And I know I'm going to make you happy and that you'll be fulfilled. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the the first thing for um, taking responsibility for your own pleasure in your sex life is to simply ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds really basic, but it's something that a lot of people really don't know how to do. And forget. And then, you know, especially when you've been in a relationship for a long time, you may think, well, he knows everything about me or she knows everything. There's nothing new. There's always something new. Even after three years, it's like I get surprised sometimes by something that Kevin would like or do or say. And that's those moments that are really magical. And so always have this like attitude of like something new because the newness is is in being here in the moment. Totally. And you know, for women, uh, what they want changes all the time. <laughs> so, so don't just assume that it's always going to be the same as it was. But actually, I want to correct myself. I said, so the first thing is asking for what you want. The first thing is actually taking responsibility for your own situation. And part of that then becomes asking for what you mm, want. Yes, that's true. So now you've asked for what you wanted. And uh, let's say your partner said no. Okay, well, you have a need, then it's actually perfectly okay to take matter into your own hands and masturbate. Masturbate your way to sexual satisfaction. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, it could be, it could be masturbation. Mm-hmm. It could be bringing a toy into the lovemaking. Mm-hmm. The idea is that if the person's not willing or capable to do that specific thing... There might be other ways to get that need met. Mm-hmm. And so it could be like, hey, maybe you're saying, hey, I want, I would love it if you stuck a finger in my ass while you're whatever. And they're like, yeah, that's not something I really want to do. But okay, well, then maybe you could use a butt plug. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, or if maybe they're just physically not able, like, wow, you're really horny and you really want sexual satisfaction today, but your partner is just completely empty. The gas tank is empty. <laughs> they, they can't move from where they are. Like, it's just not going to happen. And that's where maybe, okay, well, maybe I'll plan a masturbation session. Maybe I'll run a bath. Or, exactly you know, what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or whatever it is that, that is enjoyable for you, yeah. um, then just go do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, especially when you have the communication with your partner, then it's like, okay, cool. Um, we know what I want, what you want and what you need. Let's each take care of our own needs and then come back together. And I think it's a celebration in that, in that particular scenario. And that's what I love. Yeah, and the idea is to make it a win-win for everybody, mm-hmm. right? So that everyone gets their needs met. Nobody feels an undue burden on them to meet somebody else's needs. And at the end of the day, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. 
So, as you know, if you've been listening to the Love Lab for a while, we love to bring in stats, numbers, and kind of like geek on those things, right? And so we were looking for different stats here, and we found something. It's a, it's, it was a survey uh, done by Durex, a sexual well-being global survey. It sounds so fancy. And <laughs> it was done in 2010, so it's a little bit old, but that's still okay. I think numbers will still work in here. And one of the things that they found in that survey is that mutual risk Specs plays a vital role in a satisfying sex life. 82% of the people who are sexually satisfied say they feel respected by their partner during sex. Yeah. So, so they did this survey, and there's a bunch of other stats about what people are really looking for. This mm-hmm. one was the number one thing number that they one. were looking for. And so when we read this list, what we really thought was, okay, here's, here's a really great list of things that people want. Mm-hmm. So why don't we bring that into this episode and talk about how you can actually get those things, mm-hmm. how you can take responsibility and take the list of the main things that people want and how we can be responsible for, for creating them ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and it's funny because when you think of sexual satisfaction, you may not think of respect first. And we wanted to like talk a little bit about, okay, how do you, how do you create respect in your relationship? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the number one thing is talking openly and, and honestly with each other. So back to that communication, back to the oral. <laughs> <laughs> oral is always great. <laughs> a.k.a. talking to each other, but the other oral is good too. <laughs> yeah, and so there's, there's, there's a bunch of different ways that we can create respect. Um, you know, the first one that you mentioned about, which is talking openly and honestly, I mean, that, that's probably number one on the mm-hmm. list, but there's others too. There's listening, listening. That's the other half of talking. Mm-hmm. Right, because in any sort of exchange, there's somebody talking, and there should be somebody listening. So, really listening to what the other person is saying, listening with with the uh, intent of understanding, not just like oh, I'm waiting for them to finish so that I can hurry up and then say what I really want to say. That's mm-hmm. not listening. No, no, and it, listening also means creating a connection and empathy doesn't mean you have to agree with the other person. And I think that's also where respects come in, in terms of like, I listen to your opinion. I listen to what you have to say. I hear you. I see you. I may have a different opinion, but I still love you. Yeah. And that's, that's the very next one on the list, which is valuing each other's feelings and needs. Mm -hmm. So you're communicating, you're listening, and you're valuing what the other person is actually saying. One thing too, that's so important that shows respect is speaking kindly to and about each other. And I'm very particular about the friends that I have in my life. I I will not be friends, and I'm talking about girlfriends specifically here, with any woman who doesn't talk highly about her husband, man, boyfriend, whatever their relationship status is. Because I have no bandwidth for a woman who chooses to be in a relationship and continuously complains about the relationship. And to me, it's a sign of respect when you're able to speak highly. You should be each other's best like cheerleader and supporter. And if that doesn't translate, it means that there is a lack there. Well, the, not only is there a lack of respect for her husband, mm-hmm. but there's most likely also a lack of respect for herself. Mm-hmm. Because if her husband really is that bad, which is possible, right? Mm-hmm. Then why is she staying in that relationship? Absolutely. So that, that's another piece. Uh, so some other ways to... Um, 
to respect or to get respect or generate respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, give each other space. Mm. That's important. <laughs> I mean, it really is. And we, yeah. we were just talking with a couple this weekend who were sharing a very, very small apartment and were having some difficulties. And what's funny about it is, is that in sharing the difficulties that they were experiencing, nowhere did it ever, you know, did they ever say it was because they were so close in this tiny little place, but... One bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, a studio, basically. One studio, yeah. One, yeah just one, one room. <laughs> <laughs> but as, as I'm listening to it, all, all that's coming in for me as I'm listening is, you guys need space. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably because you're like, oh, you work from home, you're always confined in this tiny little space. Mm-hmm. And then eventually in the conversation, it came out about, yeah, we just, we, you know... They needed more space. <laughs> yeah. So it was funny because I'm not sure they necessarily even realized that. But um, yeah, giving yeah. each other space is important. And back to supporting each other's, uh, but also supporting each other's in your hobbies and in your interests in your career and being also the cheerleader and building each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. It's, it's, I like to talk about that one. You know, there's so many analogies you can make, but think about just a plant, right? And a plant needs certain things to really thrive. It needs sunlight, it needs water, it needs fertile soil, um, but it also needs love too. Mm. And they've done experiments, right? Where they've Mm -hmm. played like really horrible, aggressive music at certain plants. And then they've played, you know, beautiful classical classical music to others, (laughs) right? They've done ones where they've shouted insults at it and then said love things, Mm -hmm. right? And what you see is the ones that had the supportive environment, which is they had enough water, they had enough sunlight, they had good soil, they had basically love or Mm -hmm. positivity in their lives, grew bigger and Mm -hmm. thrived. Mm -hmm. Humans are exactly the same. They will thrive in an environment where they feel supported. And appreciated and celebrated. And appreciated and (laughs) celebrated, right? So you got to build each other up. I mean, seriously, if your husband or wife isn't your number one cheerleader, then who the fuck is? Your mom, maybe? That'd be like the only other one that would really be your number one cheerleader. (laughs) Ultimately, you should be your number one cheerleader of yourself, back to your own responsibility, and then your partner could be number two but uh, sometimes it's hard so that's that's why it, it's it's handy to have one of those that can support you when you can't see yeah. that anymore well obviously yes <laughs> in, in the in the uh, context <laughs> of this personal responsibility talk that we're giving um yes you should always be your number one cheerleader but outside of yourself your mm-hmm. partner really should be yes. the next the next one and last but not least it's respect is also about honoring each other's boundaries no matter what and That means, you know, a no is a no. That means I need space. Give that person space. That means like whatever, like a boundary is a gift to the other person saying this is where my, where, where it stops. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to honor that. And that is a deep sign of respect as well. Yeah. And so, you know, these things on the list are primarily about giving respect. Mm -hmm. But what you should realize, hopefully, is that the way to get respect is to give respect, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? So when we're talking about how do you take personal responsibility for your own sexual satisfaction, when we see a study that says 82% of people actually really want respect in their relationship, so then the natural question becomes, how do I get respect in the relationship? How do I take personal responsibility Mm -hmm. for being respected? 
And the way you do that is you act in integrity and you respect the other person. Mm -hmm. And then they will reflect that back at you. Absolutely. One of the other things that people wanted in terms of that satisfaction survey is that 39% of the people were looking for more love and romance. Ah, yes. Love and romance. (laughs) I love love. I love romance. I ask for it all the time. (laughs) Yes, you do. And you ask for what you want. (laughs) I sure did. But here's the other thing that you do. You give romance. Mm. And when you give romance, you get romance in return. Very smart, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be seeing a pattern here, right? Is that, that, you know, if you're taking personal responsibility and you want to get certain things out of your relationship, just give those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something that was interesting here too in our, in our um, stats is that 36% of the people would like to have more quality time alone with their partner in order to have greater sexual satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that. Time alone means put down the phone. Quality time is not watching TV, it's not texting, it's not watching a YouTube video. Mm -mm. It's looking into each other's eyes, it's going for a hike, it's holding hands. With no distractions, (laughs) no work, no kids, Uh none of that stuff Uh in the way. So how do you take personal responsibility for that? You have to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. It has to be a high priority. Mm -hmm. If it's too far down the list of priorities, it's never going to happen. Yeah, totally. Go ahead. Give us the next one, Celine. Oh, 31% of people would like more fun and better communication and intimacy with their partner. So we go back to having fun is essential, communication is essential, and that intimacy piece. Mm -hmm. And so again, sexual satisfaction doesn't have to rhyme with perfection, but it rhymes with connection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've covered the communication and intimacy part. Maybe one thing we haven't talked about is the fun part. Oh, yeah. But it's, you know, here it is again, right? It's like if you're feeling like you're not having enough fun in your sex life, then think of ways to make it more fun. And ask for those. And ask for them. <laughs> and just and put those ideas out there. Think, just say, hey, you know what, honey? I thought uh, I had this idea that it would be really fun for us to do this thing. What do you mm-hmm. think about that? Mm-hmm. Just throw it out there. You know, they'll say no to some of them. They'll say yes to some of them. And just come up with a bunch of ideas and put them all out there. And whichever one your partner's in agreement with, go for it. And by the way, if you get a no, it doesn't mean it's the end of the discussion. You could say, what would you be a yes to? Yeah. Or you could, <laughs> or you could say, is there a particular reason for that no? Like maybe it's just one little thing. Like maybe if you said, hey, I thought it would be really fun if we dressed up in crazy outfits and played reggaeton music and danced and, you know, and you, you've created this scenario and they're kind of like no and you're like oh darn i really like that idea maybe you could ask them well why is it a no maybe it's they're just like because i don't like reggaeton like just (laughs) put on a different kind of music and it's all good right so you can kind (laughs) of negotiate that (laughs) all right uh we are almost at the end but we've got two more things we want to share real quickly one is 29 percent wanted a higher sex drive And so this is one we talk about a lot, right? There's so many ways to sort of amp up the sex drive. We always talk about creating that constant state of arousal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all of those things apply here. Yeah, but again, just like we talked at the beginning of this episode, I mean, you can't base your sexual satisfaction and your sex life on your uh, desires and libido. 
because it will fluctuate throughout life and sometimes it will be high sometimes it will be low but the thing is the less sex you have the less sex drive you'll have and the more sex you have the more sex drive you have so if you're low you just got to start start it <laughs> yes just start exactly and then, just do it exactly <laughs> All right, and the last one on this survey was 37% want to feel less stressed out and tired. So, okay, uh, how can you create that? Uh, having sex helps to feel less stressed out and energizes me. Basically, everything we've talked about will help create less stress, which is make the time, ask for what you want, have good communication, do something fun, and just have do more it. sex, just do it. <laughs> you know, make it a priority. Yes. Just say, okay, our date night is this, this day of the week at this time. We're going to do something fun. It's going to be naked. There'll probably be sex involved. <laughs> but just the, the idea is create it. Mm -hmm. Make it a priority and create it. Mm -hmm. So remember, if it is one takeaway, your sexual satisfaction is your own responsibility and you already have all the tools that you need to get you there. So go for it. Yes. Right now. Don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. That's it for this episode and we will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.